With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. And it's a brand new year and a brand new Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite for 2019. We are minus Robert, who's still sunning himself in the snow in Europe, I'm guessing. Uh, but we do have from sunny Los Angeles, George Whittam. Hello, everybody. In sunny Sydney is Robbo. Happy New Year to everybody. And the jewel of the crown, the most beautiful city in the world and the most beautiful beaches in the world, from sunny Melbourne, down the coast, Great Ocean Road, the surf coast, is me. Yeah, he's still drunk from Christmas, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you get to say that because you're the announcer. That's yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, this quick part is about something that's uh, happened to, well, all of us in the past, but uh, recently to Robbo, and we won't go into details, but it's how do you say to a client... No, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, this is wrong. How do you do it? Yeah. Now, you're going to do like a, a seriously edited version of your story, Robbo. Well, yeah, I'm going to chop it down so much that it basically comes down to the fact that um, this person is clearly, clearly wrong in what they're doing, uh, yep. supported not just by myself, but a number of peers. And I have no idea how to turn around to him and go, mate, what do we do? So my question to you guys is, help, what do I do? How do you communicate to somebody that they're wrong who's paying you? Mm. Yep. Well, oh man. I mean, obviously this is somebody whose income, your income depends upon by some percentage, some certain degree, I guess. Yep. Like a degree that you can't walk away. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what they, I guess there's the old saying, you have to convince somebody that an idea is theirs and then they'll accept the idea and then they'll come to you and say, well, what about this idea? And then you go, that's brilliant. And it was your idea all along, but you convinced them, you somehow managed to manipulate them into thinking it was there. Then they came up with the idea. Mm. Yep. <laughs> simple, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Simple. Sounds easy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Gosh, I don't know how you would do that in this case. I think that's awesome advice, but I think in this case, this guy's so ingrained in what he's doing, I don't know that you would get through. But um, yeah, look, How is it materially affecting you and what you do? Is it costing you money? No, it's not costing me anything. I reckon it is costing you. No, it's costing you to the point where we're having this conversation right now. So it's costing you something, but... I, I think it's costing them the results that they're expecting. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So it's not, while it's financially it's not affecting me, it's it, in long term I think it could because they won't get the results that they're expecting from paying me that money in the first place. Yeah, and I also think it's affecting you in another way and that is that uh, if people know it's you that's producing these mm. spots, then it's going to reflect on you. Yeah, but I think the results I've achieved in other areas would probably dismiss the fact that it was probably the blame was laying at my feet. Well, I hope so anyway. Yeah, but you know what it's like? It's only, you're only as good as the last thing you do. Mm. Mm. And people uh, will accept good, but they'll certainly flag bad. True. 
so the conundrum remains uh, whether it's a yeah. quiet chat. Uh, I like your idea, George. I really do, but I just wonder whether it would fall on deaf ears. But I think it's probably something that's worth considering. Um, sort of throwing something else under their nose and going, hey, listen to this. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, I, well, it's kind of not really related. Well, kind of related. That's why I'll bring it up. But I was dealing with a client today who's an audiobook narrator or, a, you know, fledgling audiobook narrator. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, sure. Um, you know, they're looking at this as a as a ways, means to be a voice actor. Boy, is that a, that a slog. Um, but, you know, I'm, he's producing product and I'm going, you know what, ACX, the company that uh, you can self-produce an audiobook through, which is owned by Audible, um, they will accept audio quality that I would never accept if it was me. So, you know, they're looking to meet a bar that's extremely low. And so I'll listen to their audio and go, this is, this really could be much better. Um, and I say, but I'll say, is this your first book? And they're like, no, I've done 12. (laughs) It's like, well, what do I, what can I say to somebody who's achieving the bar that needs to be met to be successful in their eyes? Whereas you're listening to the audio and going, my God, this could be so much better. And then, uh, I don't know, is that in any way related to what you're dealing with here? That's completely related to what I'm dealing with. It's actually bang on. The, the exact yeah. problem that I'm having. I mean, I'm lucky that I'm in the position where they're actually calling me because they want to get better audio. Yeah. You know, or they're calling me because they want to make improvements. Um, maybe they don't notice that it's, maybe they don't know why it doesn't sound great, but they know something's not right. So, you know, I'm, I'm in a position of authority where I can actually do that. So I wonder if having a third party involved in some way could be helpful. You know, like... If you were to send the audio to uh, some other set of ears that you trust and um, get feedback from those ears and say, hmm, this isn't quite uh, what we're lo- what I think would be expected at this level uh, or something to that effect, or give you notes that are very, you know, technical and say, we're having this issue or that issue with this audio, um, maybe that would be something he would listen to instead of having to listen to it from you. I like that idea. Yeah. I definitely like that idea. Blame it on somebody else. Throw someone under the bus. (laughs) If you want to know how it's done, just ask me. If you haven't gotten a hint yet, (laughs) send it to me. I'll listen to it. I'll listen to what he's doing and I'll, you know, I'll very tastefully uh, give it my sound check, as I call it, and say, you know, this this is obviously passing muster, but here's where it could be dramatically improved with some minor changes. Mm. It's tricky. I, I had a similar thing recently with a long-term client and I heard some of the audio that was going to air and I was a bit shocked, I must admit, and then found out that there is no processing done at all Yeah, at their end. So um, I had two options. <laughs> one was never going to fly. So the other one was I had to think about how I was going to send things from here that would work and uh, that's kind of what I ended up doing and have done ever since but um mm. yeah i think you were sending files to some poor audio engineer in sydney weren't you sort of going can you have a listen to this <laughs> yeah i don't know who that guy was now <laughs> i've heard some of his work recently and whew, wow yeah, jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> he's dropped the ball <laughs> well that that's funny you brought that up because that's come become almost a cornerstone of some of the of the work that i do is 
clients come to me and say, I'm hearing myself in this commercial and it sucks. Yeah. The mix is terrible. I'm buried in the mix. I'm, I'm, I'm not present and clear. And, you know, it's almost always a local affiliate television station. Yeah. You know, and there's, and these local affiliate stations, there's a, a person who's in an edit bay doing the Avid or whatever, and they just don't know audio. You know, they can throw you the VO in and throw the music in and the sound on tapes and everything else and smash it together and you can hear everything. But the result sucks because they're not audio engineers. You know, and the audio engineers have been taken out of the loop. You know, there's a lot less of them getting paid at that level. So my talent are stuck having to lift that extra weight. And so then they hire me and I set up processing for them so that they can do that job, that they, the job they never had to do before. Um, so that's happening a lot now. It's interesting. I think um, hearing you talk about that is, it, it reminds me of the fact that something that I've noticed from sort of being on site in editing houses for a couple of clients over the last couple of years you walk into the edit room and, you, and there's something that they are mixing that you know is not going to come to you, but there's no, and, and it probably sounds all right in the edit suite, but there's no compensation for what's going to happen to it after it leaves there. I think that's the biggest place yeah. they fall over. Yeah. Well, that's almost mastering. Yeah, that's right. Um, you can get a mix off the board that's reasonably okay, but then you throw it up on the air or throw it up in the deck or in the car stereo and you listen to it and you're like, eh, boy, it's really lacking. Uh, it's lacking that last step, which is mastering. And there's probably no actual audio mastering step that actually isn't even happening on these video mixes, on these video production. What's mixes. a master fader? So, Sorry, what's that do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is no master fader. There's no master bus, and there's no master processing in an Avid suite, as far as I know. There could be now. Lots of master uh, baiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. But he's on fire. But how do you? Ha- how do you? How do you broach that with the client? Do you say, I've heard some of the, you know, some of the material go to air and it doesn't sound right. Is there something we can do to make this sound better? I've had one, if I can throw this out there, I've had an example of that in the last couple of years. I met a guy who was a producer for a uh, television show that's on air here in Australia Um, and they were doing their mixes on the Avid and he, being an old producer man was listening to what was going to air going, hey, this is okay, but it could be heaps better um, and was pushing for me to do the mixing for them. And I actually even came up with a rate to sort of make it a little bit more affordable where there was still something in it for me, but met with this resistance of, well, it sounds okay. Why would we bother? You know, if you can hear what you can hear what's being said, I think, was the final word back from the, the sort of the director. If you can hear what's being said, why would we bother getting it mixed? So why don't we, why aren't we all just using an Edison cylinder player? That's right. Exactly. I mean, what the hell's the point? I can yeah. hear what the guys, what was, what was the first thing recorded? It was... Um, why we bother shooting in high res where if you can just yeah. see it, what's the matter? Mary, Mary had a little lamb. His yeah. place was white as snow, <laughs> yeah. and everywhere that Mary went, the land was sure to go. I can understand that. Why, why do better than that? I, I always <laughs> come back to the quote from George Lucas. Um, to me, it's just a clanger, and, and sound is 50% of the picture. You know, it's just yeah. a, an oldie but a goodie. 51. 
51. I mean, imagine Star Wars without sound design. Seriously, you know, or yeah, or 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 or, um, or or scoring. You know, like the music. Take the music out of Star Wars and and watch it. I'll tell you what, it's pretty lame. Yeah. So, Andrew, you've been in that position where you've had to send out audio that's pre-sweetened so it can be usable yeah. in a mix, right? You're dealing with that. Yeah, but it's always tricky because I never really know, uh, without asking the question, what's going to happen to this at the other end? What Are you guys going to... Have you got a post-engineer, audio engineer, or are you relying on me to do something? Um, have you ever sent out stems? Have you ever actually done a dry and a wet or two versions? you ever bothered with that? No. No time for that. Ain't got time for that. Yeah, too busy. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the beach just down the road. Exactly. But uh, it, it's always I tricky. I have heard of that, though. Yeah. Yeah, oh, really? you do that. I know you set people up with dry and wet stems. I have done that. With Pro Tools, it's really, really easy, obviously, in Pro Tools. Um, in, an, in a non-linear, like, or, a, or a, not, a destructive editor, like Twisted Wave, obviously, you just send the, the processed and unprocessed files and off you go. But... That's only worth doing with a client who's no clue what they want. Um, and I can guarantee 95% of the time, they just want the wet version anyway. Yeah. Yeah, right. Obviously, we're talking about clients and how you deal with broaching a subject that's difficult with a client that's paying you. Have, have any of you guys ever sacked a client? Ooh. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Come close. Um, I have. Um, I've actually let a client go. Um and that was a really tough one because, you know, due to circumstances, I was able to do it without directly impacting my bottom line dramatically. And that was because at the time that I did it, I was employed. And fortunately, my boss at the time very much was behind me. And when I told him that I was having a very difficult time with this client... And told him what I went through with the client. He was in support of me um, sending the client elsewhere, you know. And if and if it hadn't been for that situation, if I was working for myself as I had been up until that time, and I have now since, that decision would have been much more difficult to make. And you know that that client's uh, revenue was accounting for five to ten percent of my revenue. Um, so it was not, not an insignificant amount of money, but it was still like, it was really hard because not only was it hard because I was going to lose the income for the company and potentially my bonus. Um, but it was also hard because I had, I did actually have respect for the guy. (laughs) So, but it was just because of the way the guy made me feel. He, he, when he, when he was in a bad situation, it made me so incredibly stressed out to deal with him. And I would find myself getting very short with him, sarcastic. And I was like, this is bad. Like, this is not me. And I knew I had to, I had to do something. I knew I was not, I knew I couldn't serve him the way he needed to be served. It didn't, I I don't know if anybody else could really, to be honest, but it wasn't my problem. You know, I did refer him to somebody um, I don't believe that the person I referred to him was ever actually consulted. Um, but nonetheless, I, I let that person, I let that client go. And I've seen this person numerous times since. And, uh, you know, it's always okay. It's an always, it's an okay, it's an okay meeting. But I'll tell you, the, the first year or two after that, I was very uncomfortable with having to run into him. I just, 
I didn't know how I would feel or how he would feel, you know, after doing it. But I'm glad I did it because it's a very empowering, extremely empowering thing to say no to somebody. <laughs> I mean, that's a big deal, you know. And uh, in fact, I had a friend of mine give me a shirt that just says the word no. It's a black shirt with the words the word no in white font with a period at the end, you know. And uh, I don't remember if it was in direct response to this, but, you know, whatever the case was, he gave me that shirt. And I was like, yes, this is good stuff. Um, <laughs> so maybe at some point it's, you'll find yourself in a position where it's the right thing to do. I, I once chucked a job in because of that. Yeah. And it was probably the the one radio job that I spent the most amount of my years in. AP will know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've walked away from a job too. Actually, the going further back in my career, like when I was very new in audio engineering, fresh out of school, um, out of college, I, I had a job at a church of all things. And um, it was one of those mega churches, you know, with like 3,000 congregation mm. and a radio station with two repeaters and a television station yep. and a recording studio. <laughs> I mean, Hillsong. it was a mega church. And uh, I got so tired of dealing with being dicked around on being paid for certain jobs when I found out, oh, well, actually that client didn't pay us, so we're not paying you. Or they know we never authorized that project, you know, BS like that. Um, I saw the writing on the wall. You know, I, I spent five, six months there. I did a big renovation of the studio. I, I put my time in and one day I just was like, that's enough. And I literally dropped the key in the en- in an envelope and I mailed it to them. <laughs> and I never stepped foot in there again. Nice. Yeah, oh, man, I'll I'll tell you that's that was a long time ago. When I think about it, that was probably twenty years ago, mm. and that that set the tone for me. I think for my career, I, I'm a very very accommodating person, but knowing when the line is crossed and when you're being taken advantage of or manipulated in a negative way, it's knowing when that recognizing that and knowing when it's time to step away is a big deal. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody can learn to do that in their life when they need to. Mm. Don't get pushed around, man. Don't be manipulated and know that that one job isn't going to be your career. It, you, can, you can find another better client to work with. They're out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's always tricky, though, when it's, you know, when it's a big client. When it's a big client, yeah. Yeah, you look I, at how much, you, you know, how much money they're paying you. Yeah. It's very hard to cut the ties and sit, you know. Yeah set them adrift. Well, here's the interesting thing, I guess, and probably, I guess for George, it's a little different in terms of the fact that you are being hired as a consultant. But for Andrew and myself, we're basically being hired as an employee. So this might not work for me, but this is what they want. They are the client. They're the ones paying me just to basically produce what they want. That's my job in all this. I'm not consulting. I'm just producing or in Andrew's case, voicing. So is it even in your, should it even be on our radar to turn around and go, hey, this is terrible? You know what I mean? I think, I think mm. you do. And I, if it, like I said before, right in the beginning, if it's reflecting on you, then you have to do something. I mean, if I go in and do a voice and I, I'm being directed so badly and I'm listening and it sounds so appalling, what, you know, what do I do? Do I just go along with it and then the thing goes to air and people think, oh my God, that's rubbish. He's, you know, because like I said, people always remember the, the last thing you did or the worst thing you've ever done. 
that's what sticks in people's minds. Um, so what do you do? Do you say that's enough? You know, and I've had situations for where there was a TV series that I worked on for years, and they would get me doing stuff that was just ridiculous. Uh, and it got to the point where we mutually parted company. It was it, mutual. It was mutual. I was going, mm. and they decided I was going as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it's like leaving a legitimate relationship. I mean, that's yeah. like ending yeah. a relationship. It is. And hello to the people at Pornhub who. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. Yes, that's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I won't do that. Yeah, just Weinstein and dine your clients. <laughs> oh, he's been waiting yeah. for the right moment, hasn't he? <laughs> just waiting, 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 waiting. Unfurled. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> well, gents, I um, I think I've got some good uh, ideas now, so I think I feel a bit more armed and ready to go back and have a conversation. Nice. Good. good. Well, we would love to get a follow-up in the next couple of weeks. Um, one way or the other. <laughs> if, if, the, if I do the next episode from the car... You'll know what's happened. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, wait, so the client's your wife. Okay, now I, yeah. now I get it. I see this was the whole thing. Was, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Nailed it in one, George. So insightful. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, well, on uh, that note, um, I'm going to go and be nice to a client. Nice. <laughs> we be gone. See ya. That was the Pro Audio Suite. If you have any questions or ideas for a show, let us know via our Facebook, the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.